always, these uh, beautiful gentlemen uh, uh, from left to right, that is the always dapper Joe Wicker. Hello, sir. How's it going? I don't even know where to look. Where's the, where's the camera, confidence camera, <laughs> or whatever you call it? I cannot see how much time on my face. No. There we go. Are we, are we on now? We're here. Was my mic even on like this? Just now. I can hear you. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, guys, uh, from left to right, again, Joe Wicker there, Nebel Cabrera on the right-hand side. Guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me on tonight's show. And uh, like I said, uh, Florida State Representative Michael Beltran on his way joining us uh, in just a little bit. Uh, and as always, don't forget to uh, leave us comments and questions that we can uh, incorporate into the show we'd love to hear your thoughts on what's going on with all this uh, craziness um uh guys uh, first yeah, of all let's let's kind of <laughs> let's pick apart this uh phone call okay uh, i know uh joe you you right out of the gate you know uh we're calling uh, some rhinos and uh you know so i listened to the whole editing i listened to okay. the whole hour right. i listened to the whole hour call because i knew right off the bat i was like okay wait a minute here Somebody recorded a phone call, which it's government employees. Yep, go ahead. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's government employees. There's no expectation of privacy. So the phone call gets recorded with Trump and everybody else on the call, a bunch of people on the call, Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, a couple lawyers, the Georgia Secretary of State, what's his name, Brad Raffensperger or something like that, yep. mm -hmm. his, his, his protege or whatever, and I think one of their lawyers. That that's like at least however many people are on it. So, and the but the Washington Post, you know, they just put up a couple clips, and it does kind of sound, you know, a little. It doesn't sound too good because Trump's like, you know, we just need to find, you know, twelve thousand votes or whatever, right? And so it kind of sounds when in political speak, when we say things like, you know, we need to find votes, what we what we mean, I, I think what we usually mean is. Your legitimate voters like okay we we need to figure out how we can you know uh, you know get 12,000 ballots or how we can reach out to 12,000 voters or whatever and I think in the context of this call what they're really saying is that hey look you know there's according to the you know, Trump campaign's claim there's like 200,000 ballots here that probably do not meet the legal definition right. of a legally cast ballot yeah. and all we need is for a couple you know 12,000 of those to to not count and and the election is won by Trump you know many times over and they go through all these numbers so well, I listened, really I listened to the whole call and it really wasn't a bad call when you listen to the whole thing it's all in context well and really and and, and kind of jumping in here for a second uh I was also somewhat surprised and how much he really knew, like kind of got into the details on the call as far as, okay, he had the here, numbers in front of him. Here, a lot of numbers. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, he, I'm sure he had notes as well, but he didn't depend on the attorneys on his side to do the talking. I mean, he really commandeered the entire call. I thought that was a little odd. Sort okay. of. I thought it was a little odd. I mean, Trump, Trump's doing all the talking and in the call, vir virtually all the talking and uh, you know, this, the Georgia secretary of state is saying virtually nothing. Right. Okay. Yeah. He says basically nothing, the whole call, which doesn't and look good it, when you're recording the call. It, it does. <laughs> yeah. that, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, you know, just to, if, if, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid to criticize the president if I don't think he's doing something wise. I mean, but he's the president. So who am I? But I, I did, I did see in him that a type, you know, uh sole proprietor business owner personality mm -hmm. in his view he's like forget this 
the lawyers can't work it out. We're not moving forward. Let let me get on the call. Like let's right. just let me let me call the guy. Yep. And Trump's got his notes in front of him, and he's like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about this? And he, and to your point, he had his numbers. You know, he had his numbers down. And the thing that stood out to me was that, and you know, Trump's like, well, look, if 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 any one of these things are true, then the election results are different. And and really, you get no answer from the Georgia Secretary of State. Much like we did with uh, with the courts. Yeah, he just refuses to answer. And actually, that gets brought up. One of the lawyers, right. I think it's the lawyers or or somebody says, hey, look, the courts won't even address our whatever the, whatever the, the what, yeah, they, yeah, the whatever, whatever the official name for the, for the complaint is, right? He's like, the courts won't even address it. Why don't you address this? Now, here's, here's, here's one of the other things that stood out to me. So, for instance, uh, Trump says that roughly 5,000 people, um, that roughly 5,000 people that were, that are dead voted, okay? Right. And the Georgia Secretary of State says, no, it's two. <laughs> right, looked at which that is a too. pretty stark contrast. Yeah, and I'm I mean, like, okay, so somebody is like way off, right? Let's assume yeah. that both of those individuals truly believe what they're saying, okay? Something is way off. And at that point, that's when, and actually that was the part of the call that, that made me realize that maybe Trump was onto something because one of Trump's lawyers chimes in and challenges the Georgia Secretary of State and says, hey, listen, you're saying that, but but we only have so much data, We've got Jane Doe, and we know Jane Doe voted, but we also have a Jane Doe that we believe is that Jane Doe who is also dead. So we need you to give us the more detailed data so that we can exclude this person. Maybe they just have the same last name, he and he wouldn't. Yeah. He won't provide it. He answered it very quickly, so you knew that they were prepared for that conversation on the other side when he said when he gave the other number i think there's a lot of information that we're not getting and we're probably not going to and get why why, the why won't happens. the secretary of state i don't understand what's secret he said it's that because we're, it's they because said there's georgia law that prevents them from releasing it and i'm like well wait a minute why uh, this is government and voting not who you voted for who mm -hmm. you voted for is secret but there's nothing secret about you as a voter yeah, I mean, you—if you're like law enforcement or something, you might, or if you're like a judge, you know, your your address is not public record. But other than that, the fact that you voted, your your date of birth, your your name, your address, I'm mean, like, like that's that's public information. I don't understand what's so secretive about that. And apparently, the Georgia Secretary of State won't release the information to the Trump campaign to just uh, get rid of the issue. Like somebody's right. somebody's wrong. So why won't they just figure that out? Yeah. So our one of our watchers, Fred, uh, nice to see you. Uh, we need to get you onto the show, actually. It's saying in the comment section that it's, uh, it is true. Many of these cases were dismissed on the procedural issues and not the merits and the merits of, I uh, just moved, merits or actual evidence never uh, adjudicated upon. So I was going to ask Mike when he gets here, but if, if Fred's listening and wants to answer, maybe he can. I don't know if this is enough for, you know, I don't know if we can break this down into just a few comments, but on the call, I forget if it was Mark Meadows, the Secretary of State, or if it was one of the Trump lawyers when the Georgia Secretary of State says, well, we can't give that information up because Georgia law, privacy, this, that, and the other, um, one of the Trump campaign officials says, well, why don't you just deputize mm -hmm. one of our lawyers, deputize them, and now we're involved in an investigation, and they should be able to have access to that information. And when he asks them that, they don't respond. 
They don't they don't say yes we'll do that or no they don't. And then and then they moved on to something else and didn't go and they never really kind of cornered the Georgia Secretary of State's office. So I mean if I don't know if Fred wants to answer any other lawyer that's w- watching, you know, is that would that be an easy fix? Can you just deputize somebody and then that person now be authorized under Georgia law, whatever law it is that's protecting the information? I'm going to say, I'm gonna say this released. listening to the call, I'm am almost a thousand percent sure we know exactly which office really Release this this information and this this um, recording. I think it's George Secretary yeah, of State. So because I think the way him. he was answering the questions, he didn't answer any. Qu- he didn't say knew, anything. It's almost like you knew you were being recorded, and so you're doing your best not to get caught in some. Well, I think all, well, something. I think all the president's calls are recorded, right? They're all, they're all recorded. Yeah, but he so. was going to be the one that yeah, released they're, it. They're not. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> yeah, not yeah, leaked. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Exactly. He doesn't leak. Usually, it's a few like days or weeks after the call has been made that it's actually put into the records and everything. Unless you're a Ukrainian-born American officer. Um, now look, yeah, I so, mean, you know, anyway. by no by no means you know, does this absolve uh, uh, you know the Washington Post from being clever with the editing, and I think that was why they were so quick yeah. to then pull out the full version of the phone call correct, because correct. they realized they kind of got a little heavy handed with the editing, which made the phone call sound a lot worse than it really yeah, was. Yeah, we need to not find to say votes. that the, fo- yeah. the call was yeah. great. Because it, it wasn't, and it sounds terrible, even when you hear it in full context. You know, but basically the case that he's making is saying, "Look, there's all these different ways that we feel that you know votes were taken from us. Like we need to figure out where you know where the discrepancy is." Um, and and uh, like you guys were saying, they were asked repeatedly, "Hey, you're not providing us with this information. You're not giving us access to this information. Um, you know, it's like, are you with us? Are you against us?" Like, well, then you know, they had the out of state. Um Again, this was another one of those situations where they were miles apart. The Trump campaign was saying, um, we have all these voters, and I forget the numbers of thousands, but we have all these voters that used to live in Georgia, do not live in Georgia, but voted in Georgia. What's the deal? And the Secretary of State's office is like, oh, no, we looked into that. Uh, All those people moved back to Georgia and some of right. it was like years ago. And of course, Trump's like, oh yeah, right. They, they love the state so good, they left and now they came back just yeah. to vote. Like, you know, but, I, but, but again, again, if, if Trump said, hey, look, there's 5,000 people that, um, you know, were, that, um, that, that did not have Georgia, valid Georgia addresses at the time that they voted. And if this Georgia Secretary of State's office said, no, Mr. Trump, that's not true. We vetted that, we did look at, it was actually to about 1,200 and we looked at that. And we could go to court over that if you want to, but it's not going to make a difference. Like, it'd be one thing if he was saying, like, yeah, we did. We found a 1,000 people. Those ballots probably could get thrown out if we knew who they voted for. But ultimately, that's not going to change the election. But we're fixing it for the George, but we're fixing it for the senatorial runoff, and we've got it squared away. Yeah, there was a way to be able to spin it a certain way, but you never saw that from the the phone call whatsoever. Again, you knew exactly who was actually going to have that uh, recording? Well, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of break away for just a second because joining us is uh, State Representative Michael Beltran. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, let uh, Mike kind of introduce himself here in a quick second. But uh, again, it, you know, I think this is all over. And, le- and let's kind of get to that part of the conversation because, you know, the president's trying to say that, oh, well, we got more numbers coming out. And we've got, uh, you know, other issues in other states coming out. And he, like he's trying to build this case, you know, certainly trying to convince 
the 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 officials in georgia to be like hey like get on board right like you know like you you guys aren't playing ball here but i think this is dead i think it's dead in the water i don't think it gets him anywhere i think it's dead because if 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 you know anything about government officials the easiest thing for them to do is just to say no right right and and my my only point would be that the the if you don't have the authority to say yes then you don't have the authority to say no. Right. Now, the Georgia Supervisor of Elections, I think, has that authority, but he clearly is not interested in, he just doesn't care. And if you think about it, he doesn't have to do anything because him just doing nothing yeah. lets, lets everything be fine. I just don't understand why he why he's not more, I just didn't understand why he's so quiet on the call and not willing to be more forthcoming. He's quiet on the call because he's the one that's going to be releasing it to the Washington Post. That's yeah. what's happening. And well, so they knew they were see. recording it. I think they knew they were recording it. Yeah, but you, every and, call and he didn't want to, and he didn't want to, yeah, I, I think he didn't want to put himself in a precarious position, uh, you know, about, you know, saying something that, again, may may have gotten him. Because if he would played along with what the president was basically implying, then at that point, it seems like like he's he's, he's right. malleable. Right, 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 right. right. And, and, you know, gosh, if we only had an attorney at the table, Michael yeah. Beltran, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the call, but but you could tell that he you know they they were very cautious as to what they did and did not say throughout that whole call well they both had the lawyers on the phone that's the first time you know that something's going down but uh the suggestion that there's some sort of prosecutable criminal offense afoot i think is laughable obviously people are going to listen to that tape and the people who who like trump are going to think it was fine and the people who are looking for something to criticize trump for obviously have been doing that for the last four five six plus years uh, and they're going to find something wrong about it but the the idea that a assistant united states attorney would 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 indict something like that uh is just laughable the, frankly the the idea that uh, the president uh just like the rest of us is entitled to petition the government for redress of grievances and that's what he was doing on that telephone call. Well, that's a good point, actually, because, you know, people are like, oh, well, he should be impeached for doing this. Or, AOC said or he should be. Yeah. yeah, you know, and she needs to make me a cocktail. That's what she needs to do. That and all the all the congressmen uh, who are going to oppose the electoral votes uh, on Wednesday, <sighs> you know, they're all saying, well, these guys are, you know, they're 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 tearing apart the Constitution where when we've done this before like we've been down this road there there's already a process in place for this you know so so i mean i don't understand where these people are coming off from saying that they're oh they're tearing apart our democracy when first of all it's not the first time we've been to this rodeo and second of all there is a literal process in place within our 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 laws for just this sort of thing so i have a question for mike i mean the um in that call the uh, Georgia Secretary of State says that there's Georgia law that will not allow them to release information about voters so that the Trump campaign can verify uh, the list of voters that they believe voted but are deceased. So they've got like 5,000. Georgia Secretary of State says, oh, no, there's only two, mm -hmm. which is uh, they obviously both believe their numbers. They, right. that, that's a wide divide. 
So the the Trump campaign lawyer is like, well, hey, can't you just give us, can you get together and we can vet this out and figure this out, but we need more information and your office won't release it. He says, no, we can't because of Georgia law. Then the, one of the Trump lawyers is like, well, why don't you just deputize our lawyers or whatever, and then you would be within the law to release the information to them right. because it's an investigation. Right. Is that is that possible? Well, or? they don't want, I mean, yeah, anyone can be appointed as a special prosecutor whatever but uh, obviously they don't want to play ball so they're not going to do that and i don't know why they don't want to be play ball i mean they, they call him a rhino i don't know the guy personally and frankly didn't know who he was till right right till so after the election. nobody did but, yeah but as to are they the, elected or appointed in georgia secretary of state i don't know i think but, they're elected but the the point the the fact of the matter is is that the obviously the candidates are entitled to access the voter rolls and you have in, in florida you have special access to the voter rolls in other words I can call up, say I'm qualified on the ballot, and I want to get access to the voter rolls for the purpose of mailing or telephoning right, or whatever right, it is I'm right. going to do, right? So I can do that. So, so, you, so you can campaign. or yeah, so you can and obviously you can, you can figure out who's died, right? Because those are death certificates. Those, right, those, are, right. those are public record. And from right. there, you can No right to privacy once you're dead. Well, I wouldn't say that, but certainly you... Um, there's a whole bunch of case law on that if you want to get okay. into it. But certainly you can reverse engineer this information from what right. should be a public record. Um, right. And so the uh, I guess what what I don't want to get lost in the weeds here. What 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 really, I guess, surprises me is just a wholesale lack of interest in looking at this, not just the Georgia Secretary right? of State. Yeah. But yeah. In the courts, we were talking about that last week in the yeah. courts. No one in, wants to touch it in, in, in parts of my own party probably about a third of my party at, at least, maybe closer to a half, just isn't concerned or says they're not concerned or isn't looking at it or doesn't think there's something there. You could have, we you, you, say at the end of the day, we litigated one of these cases. To I mean, there might be someone at the very table you're sitting at that doesn't believe in the validity of what is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to name fact, names, fact, but <laughs> look, the fact of the matter is, is that is at very best, giving them all the inferences, giving them all the benefit of the doubt, assuming that all these people voted and all these people were supposed to vote still the way they conducted it. We know it's not in compliance with the Constitution in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right. Nobody right. can. Right. I mean, you the facts are not in dispute. That's just that. a legal issue. Right. That's right. a legal issue. For so an why wouldn't court. the court? So why wouldn't the courts take up just that issue? The fact that the election itself wasn't conducted according to the law when it's clear that the legislature. Has so the, the, the Supreme Court has this doctrine. They have this. First of all, they start with this broad doctrine, which is justice. Is that the Abrams doctrine? Doctrine? It's not the Abrams doctrine. It's the it's the issue. Issue is, is this case justiciable? In other words, are we going to really get into this? And then a subset of that is the political question doctrine. And the political question doctrine is basically the Supreme Court doesn't decide, sep doesn't decide separation of powers cases between other branches or, or vertical separation of powers things. And, and, and really, that's just a fancy way of, su of saying that they're too dumb or they're too lazy <laughs> right. or they're afraid to decide what would be the most important case ever oh, sure. yeah. in the history yeah. of the yeah. Republic, and they don't want to do it. I mean, they'll decide some statutory thing no. about whether you get overtime if you're doing thus and such for your employer. They'll decide whether something's a wetland. Uh, they'll decide whether you've committed securities fraud, but they won't decide whether the president of the United States has been duly. Well, but isn't that was, because they 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 are don't they claim that it tarnishes the court? Like it's like, well, we don't want to get into political issues, and it's like, yeah, but 
when there is a dispute of law, I mean, how, how do they how get could to you just, not uh, get into the political? Yeah, it's, it, it's just a fancy excuse because the courts here's here's what Roberts wakes up in, in the morning and, and thinks about. And hopefully he doesn't disbar me for saying this. But Roberts wakes up in the morning and he's not thinking, can I help Trump? He's not thinking, can I help Biden? He's not thinking, am I a Republican or a Democrat or what should I do to resolve this? He's thinking of the institution of the court. Correct. Right. And if the court right. if, if say they ruled in favor of Trump, then everyone's going to say that Trump stole the election. Right. If the court doesn't rule in favor uh, or doesn't rule at all, it essentially abstains. Uh, a lot of us feel like uh, that, that Biden stole the election. The, the court is damned if it does, damned if it doesn't. Sure. Okay, right. so then you so, got to make a call. So then they right. got to make the call, and they made so. the call in the in the order of inertia, which is what you said, which is what most public officials do on most things when they don't know what to do is they don't do anything. That's not <laughs> so, limited to <laughs> so. Office. But this was really really quick. I just wanted to add, you know, in regards to the phone call itself, what blew me away is is that of course we we hold the presidential position obviously you know uh, on high um it, you know and in that phone call it kind of really grounds you i mean once you get into the political process again here in the united states specifically maybe more so than most countries you know there it's it's more of a level playing field between congress and the judicial branch and right you know there's some there's some balance there right um but in the phone call when he when when you see trump like sounding dejected by the fact that none of the judges wanted to take the case i mean just uh, like almost like deflated my perception of like how powerful the president really isn't yeah in some right. cases yeah, yeah. i mean the, that was pretty shocking here's the problem and, I, and it's it, it kind of transcends the current election or what's going on in georgia now or anything the courts are either a place where people can settle their disputes and win or lose you think that you got a fair shake and you can go on with your day go on with your week go on with your life and go on to the next thing or they're not there's a lot of countries around the world that they have courts but they don't have courts Correct. right uh, yeah, and so no people justice. enforce yeah their rights in other ways and everyone knows exactly what i'm talking mm -hmm. about i do not want to see the united states uh turn into that type of place my, right? my concern around pennsylvania specifically is that the the multiple the multiple changes that were made by the executive mm -hmm. to the law and is, the courts it, by the way it, in the courts and, legislating and, and, from and, the bench and the, and this and the supreme court in pennsylvania allowing this to happen right. it's so blatant okay yeah that the true representatives of the people the state legislature were just run roughshod over as That's if they true. don't matter yeah. yeah so so but here's the thing about laws and rules right um is that once once and i'm and I, I'm, I'm saying cheating in the sense that they they change the law without actually changing the law not by, okay. that, by camera that, that, yeah, that's right that's, that's how right. you make a law everything that's right. else is that's just right so everything else is extrajudicial it's yeah. complete it's outside of the law yeah. so if that is now the rules of the game then what what you're telling people is not following the law is okay mm -hmm. and it seems like it's okay for these guys now because it worked in their favor but what happens when millions upon millions upon millions of people start saying oh Oh, my dead grandma can vote? Yeah, who cares? What are you going to say? Oh, signatures don't matter? What are you going to say? Oh, postmark doesn't matter? What are you going to say? What happens when What happens when 30, what are we at to now? 35 Republican-controlled legislatures? What happens when 35 Republican-controlled states say, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. We're just going to start ballot harvesting. 
Which they should have been nah. doing. They should have been doing hey, this from I mean, the get-go. Well, I understand Get that. the tractors out. I understand We're going to win every election. I understand now. that Republicans what don't happens? like the idea of doing this stuff, but the Democrats have been doing it for a very long time. They've done it inside the inside the, the big cities, Philadelphia. I'm okay well, with Well, that's why if you look at what was happening in Minneapolis and what was happening in Pennsylvania, um, that caught everybody off guard. Um, that's basically what Stacey Abrams put on the table. And that's yeah. what the president was bringing up in the phone call is, is that they agreed to this, de this decree, this, this, whatever consent decree. The, this yeah. consent decree. And they, they argued that it wasn't a consent decree and then, and then, and then Trump and them got into it. But what's a consent right. decree, consent decree. What is that? Two parties before a judge agree to something. That's what mm -hmm. a consent decree is. That is not how you make law. Right, right, right. And that's, that's what, what they Trump, did. And that's what Trump was trying to say that they did. Well, who and can then consent they, they, to it? I and didn't then they consent. Argued, and they, right. they well they argued that it wasn't a consent decree well, who and then, consented yeah. two parties before a court the people well that was the thing consent, and they and again right? they refused to answer because mm -hmm. trump said hey, at the top of the paperwork it says consent decree and they're and they they wouldn't even say yes or no right they said well we don't have it in front of us we don't know you know it's like you know right. that when, was you, when, when someone says consent decree you know you know as, as a litigator and as a, as a politician and as a legislator consent right. decree you better smell a rat when there's consent decree because somebody overstepped yeah. their authority so yeah. then bringing all this back down to what needs to happen tomorrow is the Georgia elections for the two senators. And then the day after that is the uh, electoral college getting what's they're getting any predictions on the election. Uh, I don't know about that, but I will, I will ask we'll get it, into that, but yeah, let's but, go ahead okay. and get I'll into ask, the runoff. Yeah. Let me ask this question though. Do you think that there will be commissions and actual, actual conversations nope. after the elections? Nope. Nothing's going to happen. Nope. To where that can be done. Or do you think that the Republicans are just going to be like, okay, if this is the They're new rollover, if this is the new platform that we're fighting on, then are we going to fight the way the I Democrats hope, are fighting? I hope that we do a commission. We're going to do a commission in Florida, which is kind of odd because for, for once, we're not the problem. <laughs> in fact, we did everything perfectly, yeah. both in terms of running an election, election and then and actually, frankly, in terms of winning the seats. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I mean, there were a few... Uh, returns were in by 10 p.m. Honestly, yeah, you could have called fun. all. You could have called every Florida election uh, yeah, by I mean, 10 p.m. My opponent called me just after eight o'clock. I mean, it was we very. We did it. You know, won. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thanks. But but no. But he he was gracious. But the point is, it was in. It was clean. And you know, it's not a it's not a Republican that runs it in Hillsborough. But he's a good guy, and I don't have anything bad to say about. Um, Mike's like not everybody wins in a landslide like me, but you know. <laughs> I mean, but no. Know. But seriously, look. It's uh, we run things. We've never really had serious problems in Hillsborough. Um, thank God. Um, I know there, there's always questions about the, the mail-ins, but certainly we're used to it here. We've been doing it for many years. Yes. Latimer's was, been decent. He's been good. He's been decent. Yeah. I mean, he's a reasonable guy, um, a very nice as a person. But to, to the issue, people need to have confidence not only in the courts as a place to resolve disputes, but in the elections as a, as a, as a way to at least get some sense of the, the will of the people, even if the elections aren't perfect. Well, Mike, when, like the when Trump sued prior to the election, when yeah. Trump sued in uh, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. Supreme Court uh, over their, yeah. you know, election law changes or not law changes, but yeah. the changes, and it went to the Supreme Court when in the Supreme Court before Amy Coney Barrett was nominated, didn't Alito say like, hey guys, you know, we need to address this now before we get yeah. to the presidential election and the court was four for uh whatever and they so they didn't address it and sure enough pennsylvania then became a problem yeah. in the presidential right. election and now they're saying oh we don't want to deal with it i i just don't get it either 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 the executive can cannot change laws or they can mm -hmm. and the supreme court by not acting has acted 
because you've said you've said, hey, if if an executive just runs roughshod over the legislature, the people's legislature, the people's representatives, we may not act at all. I could understand okay? winning. Okay. I could understand losing. What I can't understand is the Supreme Court abstaining from this. And I'll go back to a conversation I had with Antonin Scalia 15 years ago. I was a law student. We were visiting in Washington. And there was some question he, you know, about whether the, the court should have taken cert in Bush v. Gore. Mm. And Antonin Scalia, because it was the Democrats who at least put that particular docket into play. In motion, yeah, up, they put it in motion, yeah. They put it in, in motion. And so what Scalia said, he said, look, you guys put it into the courts. We didn't put it into the courts, or the Republicans didn't put it into the courts. The Democrats put it into the courts. And how could you think that we would not take cert? That is to, to, to exercise your discretion, your, your discretion to review a case, because mm -hmm. most cases the Supreme Court does not have original jurisdiction where they have to do it. You decide if you want to do it. That's what it means in the Supreme Court. And so how could you think we were not going to decide the presidential election if we get a cert petition, or at least to decide a legal issue surrounding the presidential election? Who in their right mind would have thought that we would? And that's, but that, yet that's exactly what the court did. Mm-hmm. I mean, Antonin Scalia would be rolling over in his grave if he to see that his colleagues, including some people I think he respected yeah, and kind yeah, of saw yeah. eye to eye on, yeah. said that, I understand if, yeah, I go to court, usually I win, I've lost a couple, but I, at least I understand how I lost. I never had a judge said, oh, actually I have, but I never had a judge say, oh, I don't want to do your case, I'm going to go to lunch. I actually yeah. did have a judge say yeah. that he, he he lost in the last election. He's off the bench now. But he was a bad judge, and I voted against him, okay? So. Okay, real quick, I just want to say how smooth your flexing is lately. These last, like, two or three minutes, uh -huh. oh, talking yeah. to this Supreme Court I normally Court judge, win. And normally this guy. Like, <laughs> every now, every, every wow. now and then I lose, but, of course, they're wrong. They're wrong. I was like, he's doing a Sometimes judges flex. Are wrong. I'm loving this. I absolutely love so it. So let's go ahead and refocus the, uh, the conversation here because we are are talking about the Georgia runoff elections now. Uh, do you guys see this call having an effect on on that election, uh, one way or the other, or uh, or what is your prediction? Uh, I think for, Leffler, for that I think Leffler wins, um, and I I'm not so sure about Purdue, but I think he wins, but maybe not. So I think it could be one one and one. The best scenario for me would be a one one on one. However, looking at the polling again, polling is nothing nowadays. But looking at the polling, ever since the argument for the stimulus pack, the stimulus increase, so the check for two thousand, there has been a dip in the Republican support and an increase in the in the Democrats. So how, how much? What has Stacey Abrams? I mean, listen, you got to give that lady credit, well, even though even though she's probably engaging in something illegal, well, but she's doing what she said she was going to do. As when Andrew Gillum got beat, he took his money and and snorted it. <laughs> Stacey Abrams <laughs> took her money in her pack, and she's been out doing work. I mean, the snow that goes up the nose is always interesting. Didn't she to register like a it, 800 thousand? I was gonna say somebody said something like a million. I was like, how many more people can Georgia register? How many more well, people can she Georgia, register? Aren't you? You tell me. Yeah, <laughs> but they, yeah, but they already had they already had record turnout. So how many how died? did she get a million? How did she get eight hundred thousand people know. registered in eight weeks? No, 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 it wasn't in eight weeks. She's been doing this since she won the. No, gov I thought she got another eight hundred thousand. No. When she won, when she won the governorship yeah, in Georgia, she won, yeah. she's been she's been doing voter registration. She's been working this whole time. It's been her side hustle. I know. Why isn't she running? I mean, where does she? Where does got these? Well, she, she lost. Keeps on losing. She lost in the primary. Well, she lost for no, no, no. She lost her governor in eighteen. Why right. didn't she come off the rebound? Because she's, she's not. 
Oh, you're saying to run I think she was angling. Oh, you mean she's doing all the work? Why isn't she running? I think she's running for governor. I think she was angling. She was angling for vice. She was angling for vice. And then I think she's probably going to run for governor. That would have been okay. Then they would have put somebody else. But look, I don't know what's going to happen. If I'm not so presumptuous to predict somebody else's election. What I'll say is we certainly haven't put ourselves in the best spot to win those two seats. No, I just From a number of things that kind of predated even the special election. Well, nothing has changed Procedurally, a right? lot has changed. But, no, but nothing has changed procedurally about the way Georgia runs elections, or has it? Because if it hasn't, then we're just looking at a replay. I think you are correct that nothing has changed in how Georgia... If nothing's changed, then all the political campaigns are doing right now is GOTV for the last two months. Yeah, but again, sure this is typically, traditionally, where Republicans do well in these kind of special elections, yeah. midterm elections. Yes, that's true. Um, but now, what's that, a few points? What's that? A few points? Oh, no. a few I think points it's more than that. I think it's yeah. Things. And a so few I mean, points is enough. That's right. If uh, Trump only lost by twelve thousand, then just by historical turnout, he should be he should be good. But hey, hey, look, Biden apparently won, even though Trump broke all sorts of crazy records. Yeah. So but I, but I my mean, point is, makes cannot sense go anymore. down this road. Nothing but see, there's a lot anymore. of factors, as we were saying. I don't think there's one particular factor. Stacey Abrams certainly part of it, um, and this whole, uh, I think, yes, the COVID uh, stimulus check. I think that's also part of it. Uh, I think, uh, and then also the part that people haven't been talking about is the huge influx of the production industry, the film and mm-hmm. te- television production industry in Georgia also i think that has brought in hundreds of thousands of people uh into georgia uh, that didn't live there before and i think that is also changing the demographics in georgia as well Atlanta georgia is one has, of the fastest georgia, democratic yes, cities yes, growing in the south right now it has changed a lot and there's a reason why i'm not there in south fulton county okay <laughs> fulton county is crap and i'm not surprised in the least that it's questionable what's going on there but the thing that people keep forgetting, they always focus on Atlanta. But what people don't understand about Georgia is that, yes, Atlanta's the capital. Yeah, okay, that's where the Braves play. But Atlanta does not run Georgia, okay? Right. You've got a lot of folks in North Georgia and a lot in South Georgia that are peanut farmers, have uh, peach uh, orchard, or orchard. I don't know you have, like that. You like have, um, you got pecans. <laughs> I'm just saying you got pecans. I'm saying... I'm saying that Georgia has a lot of industry. You have military bases around there. Georgia has a lot of industry that people don't think about. And there are whole swaths of population in Georgia that are 100% Trump. Entire counties that probably you would have to find get a, mic, a, a magnifying glass to go find a Biden supporter. Okay, so Atlanta, Atlanta and a couple of other small urban areas is, is, all, is all Biden had. And it's all these Democrat Senate candidates are going to have. But that's enough. To and those win were the election. points, right? But those were the points also that the president was making on the call. It, you know that uh, this is this is a solidly red state. I don't think it and, adds up. And uh, yeah. you know, and and look, yeah, I think there there's obviously plenty to look into. Uh, but again, nobody the only thing nobody that, that, is making the effort to look into it. Uh, and then the other side of this too is is that the Trump campaign, you know, has also not been able to provide sufficient evidence to well, justify yeah, the investigation. Yeah, yeah, but wait a minute, no. See, that's see, that's the thing though. Every time Trump comes forward with something, like on the call today, hey, we 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 show five thousand people are dead and voted in the last election. And people say, oh, well, there's no evidence. Well, we'll look at it. No, You're not looking at it. No, You're, their response was, the, no, there's two. The, the, right. What the, was the, the response? No, that's, that's what I'm saying. The Georgia Secretary said, uh, no, there wasn't. There was two. Wait a minute. I bet you more than two voters have died since then. 
I mean, come sure, on now. Since the election, come, right. come on now. Yeah. You're t- I mean, I, there are there are what two months almost now of voting between mail in ballots, early voting, and election day. The election actually lasts for like two months now. You're telling me out of the millions and millions of ballots that were cast, only two people cast their ballot and then and then died subsequently, which still would have been a legal ballot. But you're saying that only a few people die, or they're saying that only oh there's only two ballots that were cast by right. dead people. Yeah. So you're saying there's only two people that had ballots that a family member you know. Did the wrong thing I'll say this right in. now. I don't buy that that's, number that's, either. It's I mean, two? I don't, really? I don't know if Come I buy that. It. I don't know if I buy that number. However, he's but they're not willing his, to look into his it. His quick response gave me the idea that he's probably uh, he has on the that data note. But I mean, he but was ready. He was ready like, for that. He was ready for the dead person question because he said, "Oh no, you're wrong, Mr. President. There's only two. Okay, so when but they never answered. You know, the the issue with the suitcases. That's right. They just say they just say, "Oh yeah, that was that was that." They never say anything about the water main break. Where's the work order for the water main? So. All right, I'm going to get worked up here. But when <laughs> somebody <laughs> says, well, hold on a second. When somebody said, because I'm tired of hearing the, there's no evidence of widespread. Well, first of all, define widespread, okay? Elections get won and lost by one, two, three votes, well, okay? Widespread is so, about 11,000 votes. So, right? okay. widespread is. All right, all right. so, right, yeah. so, but but put a definition. <laughs> but the, the point is, they, they first they use the term widespread as a reason why they shouldn't look into anything. They say, well, it's not widespread, so... Oh, well, it was only this many people, so we don't right. have to look into it. Okay, well, wait a minute. Does every vote count or does every vote count? That's the first thing, is that no one wants to define what is widespread. At what triggers, how many votes that could right. be illegal triggers an yeah. investigation? That's number one. Well, that's, and that's what, what the legislature said. Said needs to define. How much voter fraud is How much okay. voter fraud triggers an investigation? Sure. Why right. isn't it one vote? Yeah. And that's going to need to Why be, isn't it that, one? The yeah. only people that can answer that and, question will be the legislator of Georgia. So that, that's, that's the only people that are going to be answering that's this That's question, question number one. Question number two is, all these people keep coming out, like DOJ, which FBI falls under, say, oh, there's no evidence. Well, if I bring you something and you don't look at it, it's easy to say there's no evidence. The Trump campaign is has a spreadsheet of 5,000 people that they say are dead. Now, I hope 5,000 dead people didn't vote or whatever because I don't want to see that happen. Right. But but if they have a spreadsheet and say, we believe these 5,000 people voted and are not, in fact, alive, how hard is it, especially in a presidential election when you've got all this all this attention on it, how hard is it for the for the state of Georgia to say, hey, GBI, hey, F, or to turn over to the FBI because, you know, and say, hey, FBI, we need you to cross. Here's our data. Here's what the Trump campaign says. Tell us what happened. How hard is that? Right. Yeah. But no one's doing. It. They're just saying, "Well, yeah. there's no evidence." Well, there's no evidence. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's been. But again, that's been the the odd thing about this whole situation is is that not only in Georgia but in all these other states and even all the way up to the Supreme Court, nobody wants to, that, Nobody wants true? to touch it. Is it true that there's a net of a hundred and thirty something thousand ballots in Pennsylvania that were cast over the actual number of people that voted per the system? Well, well, because has that been looked at? Probably because again, they changed the rules, and I believe that one of the rules that they changed was that they had they allowed for same day voting, so you could register right. on the same day that you voted. So that would account for the okay. hundred hundred percent plus numbers yeah. that that they're showing. And, and if that's the case, hey, and if that's the case, then at least you would know that, right? At least you would know that. But what they're saying right now is that there's a hundred and and it's there's a net because you have to pull some people out but there's 130 something thousand ballots that were received but yet that's a 130,000 more than actual voters that they have 
record of coming through the system. Well, how is that possible? It's not two, it's 130 something thousand. Well, it's 10 times the margin, right? I mean, yeah, that, and, that, that's and that's what, and that, that's how you know it's widespread. And, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's yeah. numbers that are so big and Trump makes this but point on the call. It's numbers that are so big that if any one of these like myriad of things gets looked at and over, it flips the election. But here's the yeah. problem is here's the problem that we have and the, re the reason that we're not getting better traction in the courts. I'm just going to say it is because he's got to run the tables, right? Because he's, so you got to go and win in Georgia. Mm -hmm. You got to win Pennsylvania. Okay. Now you got to okay. win two more, right? I mean, that was the calculus. And it seems like ancient history says 30, 40 days ago when right. we were doing these calculations. In politics it is, yeah. Okay, so you could probably do Pennsylvania and Georgia. And then, but look how hard it is. I mean, look how hard it is, right? I mean, just to get someone to, to look at Does every vote count or not? Like, well, I, I think that's they do, too, but I don't care if the election... It doesn't that's matter. It's too simple of a thing to say. It, yeah. Ultimately, if you... Okay, but when justice... It, justice doesn't mean... Getting justice doesn't mean that you win. Are you asking if you're saying... Getting justice sometimes means that you you're gonna, on the losing side. Are you going to ask for a re-vote if you can find one well, person see, this cheated is, or well, one see, person this was did what, not do what they were supposed to do when it came to voting? This is was that my, what you're asking Well, for? this was my layman's assumption. Mike, let's see what you think about this. My layman's assumption was, was that the Supreme Court didn't want to take up Pennsylvania because the problem is if you determine that, yes... Yeah. This election was is basically completely outside of the law and it's so outside of the law that you're going to have to have a new election. Right. So, and Pennsylvania didn't want the excuse me, the Supreme Court didn't want to have to come out with the remedy cuz what is the if the court says this is illegal, then what is the remedy? And the only remedy that was going to work or make any sense right without disenfranchising somebody was for the courts to turn it back and say hey you have to do your election all over again and you got to do it by the law am i right, right about yeah. that so or that goes back to these these legal doctrines right we talked about justiciability and we talked about political question and there's another doctrine called redressability right so like okay so even if you win what are we going to do i mean there's no good option running another election then they're going to say that one right? disenfranchises someone because the timing, because it's a special for the reasons that Johnny was saying. Yeah, the, you know, snow, the snowball effect but that occurs. But is that a reason not to add? Effect. Effect. I don't the, think so, but that's the why courts don't do their jobs. The, the, exactly. fact, the fact that the outcome is disastrous of a, of a court decision, you always, hear, you always hear judges say things like, hey, we're not responsible for the outcome of the laws that the legislature passes. We're only responsible for adjudicating the case based on the law. But this time, there's, so, there, there's a wrinkle. This time, this yeah. time it's, it's not the law that the legislature passed. It's not the law that the, that the Constitution requires. It's right. the law that they made up a couple of weeks before the election. And they, they, they are, it is entirely within, now was that, that was the state Supreme Court, not right. the federal Supreme Court. But this is, this is what happens when judges legislate from mm -hmm. the bench. But, all, but normally, normally judges will say, hey, Yes, I'm going to like like pick a labor law case, right? And it sure. and it and it impacts a bunch of employees. Yeah. And people say, "Oh, but if you decide this way, you're going to hurt all these people." Judges will say, "Hey, you know, I hear what you're saying." Then you know how you fix and, that? And sometimes right, the judges will say, "I don't like the decision that I have to give, but the law is what it is." Right. So if you want to fix it, the yeah, and they did the that. legislature Courts, has legislature to fix is it. able to do that. You want to have a labor law right. case, right. better versus Goodyear. Right, it was a little harsh for for women who were who were making uh, employment claims. Okay, it came at the end of the Bush administration. Obama campaigned on it, and that wasn't principal plank of his platform, but he campaigned on it. And he comes in, and during the two years when he had, you know, they, full, they control. Had full control, they passed the Lilly Ledbetter Act, and it right. reversed that Supreme Court because this. Remind everybody really decision. quick. Remind everybody really quick. 
what that decision was. Well, the bottom line for, for the, the viewers or not necessarily legal audience was it made it harder for women to preserve and pursue their employment claims mm -hmm. uh, for discrimination in the workplace. My point, though, in bringing that up is not the substance of the case. The point is if the judiciary, based on existing law, gets to a decision that somebody finds to be wrong, Right. Well, then the Congress or the legislatures, yeah, the case maybe, make, can yeah. intervene. Yeah. And if it, it's based yeah. on a constitutional principle, the Constitution yeah. obviously has Article 5, which is how you amend the Constitution. We've done it 27 and isn't, times. And isn't yep. that what we expect from... We expect judges to make difficult decisions that they as a person may not, may not want to even make, but as a matter of law, they have to make it. And so if that's the way they behave normally, now all of a sudden... Oh, they don't want to take up any 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 election issues because it'll create too much, you know, yeah. disturbance. Or there might be riots. <laughs> right. So what? Yeah. But that's the difference between a between a judge and a legislator. As a legislator, you do basically whatever you want, consistent with representing your constituents, right, and following the law. For judges, you don't do what you want. You do what the law says, and you're supposed right. to apply the law to the facts. I don't want. By the way, I don't want somebody to interpret the law or interpret like this is not this is not written in mandarin chinese so what I mean, happens it's written in english it's very clear what, what happens and they need when to the people it. so what happens when the people okay elect representatives to pass laws mm -hmm. those representatives pass laws and judges ignore them well, so now now what happens well what, you can't get rid of them at least not the federal I, judges I, I'm, are I'm, lifetime I'm yeah. so now what recourse what recourse i mean i'm not saying america's becoming a banana republic here you're making but, it sound like no, you kind of what, are but, but, but what happens you're making what it happens sound, the, the fact that well wait a minute hey i'm not a judge election. i'm not the one making these decisions what happens when when an american citizen has elected a representative to pass laws on their behalf that representative passed laws on their behalf that are that are already constitutional to do mm -hmm. and the judges flat out ignore it that's what happened in Pennsylvania. So, so what what recourse does that citizen have now? Well, the thing that the reason that the republic has endured for nearly a quarter of a millennium is because we we follow. I mean, we disagree. We fight very hard. We contest elections. We contest legal cases. We certainly contest legislation. But we follow certain rules mm -hmm. of the road. You know, which is like when the court makes a decision, you respect it. The court, in turn, respects the Constitution and the laws. When the Congress makes a law, it respects the Constitution and separation of powers and so forth. There are all these 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 things that are written to the Constitution are certainly implicit in it. And I use that in a textual sense, not in the sense that some Supreme Court judges like to say, oh, this is implicit, that's implicit, even though it's not. And so when we start to undermine, and really in one election, we've undermined confidence both in the courts and the elections. Correct. Yep. We're kind of, we, we, are, we are imperiling, not in the way that Trump's critics say, but we are imperiling the republic and the constitution. And that's what concerns yeah. me more than, frankly, whether Trump or Biden Correct. or whether we win these yep. seats in, in Georgia, yep. is that the structure, because remember the structure of the constitution, the separation of powers, the constitution, the bill of rights is designed so that even if a bad person could get into government, yep. that mm -hmm. the republic will continue, that there will be checks yeah. and balances yeah. and they will be yeah. voted out in due course. Yep. And it's our republic and our country is strong enough that we took eight years of Obama Yep. Right. So our, our country is yep. strong enough. We can survive even mediocre or downright bad government yep. for yep. a time. So, so that's not so much my concern is the outcome so much as the principles.
and 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 where this leaves us because i don't want to come i don't want to go and ballot. i'm not going to ballot harvest i don't want anyone ballot harvesting in the next right. elections i don't want people disrespecting the court or the courts disrespecting the constitution but, you're, but we're teaching we're teaching people that the rules don't apply but and I that's bad that's not oh, it's good. very bad when a judge i'm a legislator i don't have any executive power when we leave and if, if i see you roll the stop sign joe i can't stop you right. me stopping you right. for doing that is basically what the courts do when they legislate from the bench. That's They're a good doing analogy. something that's completely yeah, that's a good analogy. But actually, and that's a great point that you know analogy. I've seen made online too, uh, which is that you know we talk about having poll watchers. Um, well, by the time the poll watchers see something that's awry, I mean, what do they? What can they really do? Oh, there's nothing. Where's to do. the work? Watch, they, where's the work order? Do. Where's the work order? Where is the proof that a that a water main was fixed <laughs> in the city of atlanta <laughs> hey it's all public record no i where's know. the proof that the water main was fixed in the city of atlanta right. i want to know where which water main and and which crew worked on it and how long right. did they work on it and okay, what was the but, cost of fixing back to to kind of wrapping up the the, the topic it, you know again it's it's the fact is, is that the the one thing is, is that republicans allowed all these different states to amend their election rules they use covid as an excuse to do it mm -hmm. um and again and and so in many in many cases they got away with it because they 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 were allowed to they they changed the rules they used like you know like uh it's been famously said now under the obama administration they they didn't let the crisis go to waste yep. and they amended all the election rules so that they could swing the election the way they wanted to which is why you have the mess that you do in pennsylvania and georgia and, and now the, and now and the horse is out states. of the barn right because now now you're not gonna you're not gonna you put that yeah, you you're not gonna they're not they're not gonna go back on the right. um after covid they're not gonna go back on the mail-in ballots oh of course not. especially when they've seen how easy it was for yeah. them to, to do what they got away with yeah um, so all so, right okay so kimberly uh, davis is saying that she thinks that uh, kelly is going to win her seat because she feels that there i think there were two republicans running in that seat with her as well she's got an advantage as a female so she, she's got an advantage however top um, back, and then but then also chris um uh, Kalen was talking about how, what, what was he saying earlier? That if, have any of us seen the reports from, oh, what is that organization that leaks information out all the time? Oh, Project Veritas yeah. has something uh, from her. Yeah, it's just, it, it's saying a lot of negative stuff about Warnock. Look, I, I'm going to call it this way. I think Warnock wins. I think Ossoff loses. I think, uh, and then I think uh, Purdue wins. So I think it's going to be Purdue Warnock. I think it goes 50-50. And you know, because again, back to what you were saying. I mean, what you think? You think who wins? Purdue. You think Purdue beats Ossoff? Right. And and Warnick beats Luffler. Correct. Oh, wow. Okay, that's bold. I mean, well, because Purdue, why? I think Purdue gets the agricultural vote, which again, okay. a lot of a lot of Georgia, right? Sure. Okay. Chicken guy. Sure. But why doesn't right? Luffler get that one? Yeah, why, I mean, I'm just um we're so, just talking well leffler did well, not because win the popular I, vote I mean, you was, have a date i'm just curious if you have a, well they've a, been a positioning her that? they've been positioning her far to the right you know mm -hmm. like the the narrative has been pushing her really far to the right, right. there's you know uh ossoff was saying that she was campaigning with a klansman and you know like the, you know <laughs> which on, even man. jake tapper called him out on it you know kudos to tapper yeah. um you know it and so i think they've positioned her so far to the right that coming off of a trump loss let's you know Call it what it is in Georgia. I think like coupling Leffler with Trump. You don't I think, think that you don't think that Leffler being a female plus Warnick's uh, issues with 
women or his domestic situation. No, because of the no, because of the African American population in Georgia. Exactly. No, I think be I think Warnock wins the black vote, and and the black vote gives him the win. I agree with that. I he's the only he's the only minority candidate running. Okay, so you're and saying you're saying that the his race is what it, basically it it trumps her sex. Yeah, I mean, no, women exactly. Get a bump. No, yeah, it's look, true. you know that women, yeah. women get a little bit of a bump. Well, we're, we're talking about the power of Abrams and Atlanta now, mm-hmm. you right. know, and and and. But you're and, saying that people are splitting their tickets. That's also what you're. Yeah, saying. Yeah, that's true. That's and the I problem guess with the, it. Yeah. the thing the thing that surprises me, and I'm, I'm I haven't handicapped the race. Okay, so I'm just kind of looking at it. You know, like a regular guy who reads the the newspapers and so or reads the newspaper. Regular guys online. don't read newspapers. Oh, exactly. So <laughs> the regular guy goes on social media and tries to mind his business, but can't because it's too much too much noise. But for that type of guy, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, well, these people are joined at the hip. There's so much money. I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars pouring into the state. The idea that someone's going to split their ticket. I mean, you did see people split the ticket for. I mean, I'll just say it how it is. I, a couple percentage of my constituents voted for me and jo- voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. Right. And well, I, you know, I wish it wasn't and that been way, making that case. Was, you know, right? Nebel's so, been making the case that that's what lost Trump the next election. Next thing you know, you'll be on a mailer with the guy. It's, huh? uh, <laughs> please, please don't. They, but they tried that, that in was the primary. The it didn't work. Oh, but, did they? They tried yeah, to yeah, link they, tried, they put me with uh, Gore and uh, Obama, I think. Well, that was the point that Nebel's been making over the past few weeks is, is that, you know, Trump lost, but the Republicans won across the board because uh, because they, it was a vote against Trump, even though they were Republicans and voting down ticket Republican. I, uh, I thought regardless. it was interesting how on that call, Trump, Trump uses every now and then you you see Trump's weaknesses, actually. Right. At least I do. I, I don't Trump. I, I think in, in Blasphemy. I, I think Trump <laughs> needed to learn over the four years. Rhino. Trump has not learned politics, I think, as well as he should have. And in that call, he says things like, well, of course I won. Look at my rallies. I got 25,000 people at my rallies Which and he nothing. can only get 25. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, that's, I mean, I hear him on that right. and, and I, 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 I agree it's with a barometer, it, but, but that's it's not, not, that's not, not the yeah. way elections are won and lost. Right. And he, and he, I don't know that he actually gets that. Well, what's the slogan? It says this sign won't vote, right? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean, so it's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. I go and I always, I've, I've always had more signs than any opponent I've ever had, and and it says, oh well, you must be winning because you have a bunch of signs. I'm like, yeah, well, they were put up by me or at my direction. So <laughs> right, so right. That, that's like saying that right. I, I said I'm going to win the election, right. which I did, right. and I guess knock on wood. But the point is, is that. You go and there's a lot of things. There's nothing. That's why you run the election. Yeah. You don't look at fundraising. You don't look at rallies. You don't look. Certainly, don't look at yard signs or or, or take a, a straw poll, bumper right? stickers. You don't look no, at any of it. You look at the election. You look at the results. Seven, eight, nine o'clock on election night. Hopefully, it doesn't go six days or yeah. whatever it did till they even yeah. purported to <laughs> uh, to call the election. There's still. There's still some elections. New York 22. Well, well, we still have not called. What's going on in New York? How is that even possible? Well, like I said after the election, the the lesson learned for me, at least, and I'd be interested in talking to like political consultants um, to see what their their take on it is. But the lesson for me is while Republicans were doing caravans and boat parades and rallies, Democrats, yeah, they were in the basement all right. They were in the basement getting collecting ballots. They were getting the ballots turned in. Yeah. And they were chasing ballots they because they ballots hustling. are votes and yep. everything else is not, it doesn't matter. I push right. back. I will always push back on that position. And the reason why I push back on that position is because in Florida, 
it worked. Those rallies, that kind of that kind of energy that cool. really got a lot of it Republicans cool, in South Florida to vote for the first time as a Republican. If it got people to register, it got people to do a lot of things. Music videos came out in supporting the president. If any, Florida if did anything, what it had to do, and it, yeah, and it worked you in Florida. Story. You guys remember Trump came down uh, two and a half years ago and endorsed DeSantis. You remember that? It yep, was in yep, it was yep. in August or July, sometime in the middle right. of the Republican primary. You were in a primary. I was in a primary. Right. I said, I want to go to the rally. Trump's in town. DeSantis yeah. is there. Yeah. My consultant said, Mike, get your ass on the trail. Am I allowed to say that? We're not allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, your heart's at the rally, but you're whatever is yeah. knocking doors. Your butt's knocking doors. Yeah. I was knocking doors. I was knocking doors because yeah. not because I didn't want to see Trump and other yeah. people who were on the ballot, yeah. but weren't as tight as I was. We're, we're doing that. Because and that rally because wasn't going to get you any votes. Wasn't going to yep. get any votes. How do I know who's in my well, district? Is yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if he'd had like a prime, like a sweet speaking spot or something. But yeah, if I had a know. spot, I would have yeah, gone and, and spoke, and then I would have gotten in the car and go back yeah, to yeah, right. And, 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 and with even even with that, you would have got that clip right. and you would have blasted it on social media or maybe put it on a, in an ad. Yeah, sure. But right. but that's it. It would have yeah. been still strategically used yeah, also, so there's, also I, social media has no um there's has yet to be but, a click with social media and getting votes but, out but that's what you guys will know when when i when i'm not on the yard side because i tell you i'm knocking doors you'll know i'm in a tight race okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's all you know florida right? bring but florida yeah. brings up just another issue that i have with the way the race went and another anomaly that makes no sense okay for something like the last 60 years nobody has become president without winning ohio and florida Trump wins Ohio and Florida. Biden doesn't. So he that's just another Not only Ohio and that, Florida, but big yeah, margins, yeah, especially yes. in Ohio. Yeah, Look yes. at that margin. So right. So yeah. so that's another record that Biden sets, okay? And this mm -hmm. is Biden's not a record record setting kind of guy. Okay, but that's another record that he breaks, which is he's the first president in like 60 years to get elected without winning Ohio and Florida. But not only that, Florida, Ohio is still, um, you know, it's very similar depending on where you go in the state, right? It's just cold and it gets colder the further north. But in Florida, in Florida, I mean, come on, Florida's like 25 million people. It's very diverse. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yet Trump wins Florida, not by small margins, but by fairly hefty margins. Yes. Right. Hefty so, margins so, for Florida, Stanford. so if, Florida, Stanford. right? So, so if if Texas is a huge state and it's rather diverse, and you're winning Texas, no problem. Even though they keep saying that somebody's going to lose every time they don't, and then in Florida, Trump wins Florida, no problem. But yet the rest, like. Because yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Again, well, make sense. again, the campaign was not doing what they were supposed to do in the very large parts of the country. You knew you needed to win Pennsylvania. You knew you needed to win all the other states. At least keep those. at least keep the states that you won, or be able to flip he one or two. Let more. me say, let me say one thing. Though, you you lost important. the campaign manager like, two months before the election. That's a huge no, blow. That's a, that's a problem. But look, let's yeah. look at let's look at the broader picture. Okay. Let's look at what happened because we're talking about Ohio and Florida. I'm not an expert on Ohio politics, but whether I'm an expert, at least I know what's going on in Florida. We had a five seat pickup in the house. Mm -hmm. We went from 73 to yep. 78. We we're basically short, two flips short exactly. of a supermajority. Okay. So the speaker has a working supermajority, and we're going to do a very good uh, platform this year. We're going to balance the budget as we're required to do, but we're going to do it as fiscal conservatives. Uh, we're going to get the businesses back on track. We're going to make sure that people who still do need aid are getting that aid, that folks are staying healthy. Uh, and then we're going to go back to solving the problems we were solving when coronavirus hit. 
in the Senate, we had a seat pickup. We were supposed to lose three. Correct. They were supposed to pick up the Senate. We won. Correct. And we beat a guy who, frankly, we shouldn't have beat. Uh, not because we didn't do a good election, but because he had a lot of money. Yeah. He was a classmate, a classmate of mine. I mean, he had a good head on his shoulders. I uh, worked bills with him. I mean, he, he shouldn't have gotten beat in that seat, and he did. And and then we have we have the governor. The governor's had very good approval ratings until coronavirus. I anticipate that when the coronavirus has passed, those numbers will go back up again. So we're in very good condition here. We've shown not only is Florida red, but it's actually redder than we thought, redder Correct. than anyone knew, including yeah. myself. Yeah. So the situation is actually very good in Florida and in states like Ohio. Texas remains firm. Uh, we held North Carolina. Correct. There are a lot of good things that, that are going on. Yes, we won. We, 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 we were having some trouble at the top of the ticket. I understand that. I do not want people to throw in the towel, think that the cause of conservatism, conservatism is lost. In fact, the proof is in the pudding. Mm -hmm. Look at what happened this summer, both with coronavirus and with the rioting. I was safe because I live in a reasonably uh, a state with reasonably good elected Correct. officials. Not perfect by any means, but good elected officials. There's states where we had good government, not reactionary, but you know, center right government uh, were very good. The places, the places like that I left from from, from New York uh, did not do so well. Uh, and I, I don't say that government controls everything, but it certainly can move the needle one way or another. And you see the difference, DeSantis and Cuomo, yeah. basically very similar demographics. Um, obviously a lot of differences between the states, but very similar demographics. And look at their numbers and look at ours. Yeah, and this has become a good segue into talking about what's coming up mm -hmm. in the se in session because it's going to be an example of what the states are supposed to look like when mm -hmm. it comes to a conservative fiscal responsibility mm -hmm. and making sure you get back into order. Because you have some states that are literally falling apart because they haven't opened mm -hmm. since March. Mm -hmm. And you have Florida. I was in Miami this past weekend for business, and it, the whole place is open. Sure. Everyone is having a good time. There are some regulations sure, saying that regulations. you can't do certain things and everything else, which I don't agree with, but I get the... By I the way, you know, you know where they stuff. have the best regulations of all? When you go in the Capitol building, they <laughs> I, give you a COVID I test. I heard it's going to be insane. They do the temperature year. check. You wear your mask. Uh, there's no one there. Every week, I think, right? Every week, we're going to get COVID yeah. tested. So um, I think it, I think it's we're going to be very safe. Um, we're obviously going to get the vaccine, as the governor said, when it's available to folks of our age cohort mm -hmm. or, or whatever it is. And that's when I'll be taking it uh, when when it's available for you know your thirty six year old age. guys. Yeah. You know? So what's so. going to happen with the? In just really quick, what's going to happen with the budget? I mean, how short are we going to be on tax? About revenue uh, and two and a half billion. And the reason it's not worse is because we got uh, first of all we got some of the, the federal money, some of the CARES Act money went to municipalities and also to the states and also for the unemployment compensation. And we had different tranches of money coming in from the feds. And then um, the other reason is, is because, uh, frankly, we opened up, we stayed closed uh, for less time and we opened up quicker and more fully than other states. Sure. And but about also, two and a half billion. And also because we have a robust economy and even as perhaps tourism from New York and right. Europe went down. Uh, we saw home builders are doing mm -hmm. very well. Car dealers are doing very well, even though. So two and a half billion after all of that. Like, I think that okay. the net is going to be two and a half okay. billion. And then remember you know we we're kind of like the federal government in the sense that we have large tranches of money that are discretionary but not really discretionary in the sense right, that it's right. it's education or medical and a lot of that we get 
we got about a third of our budget direct from the feds and it's kind of a block grant that we right. need to use right. in that silo. Right. So in terms of like flexibility, when it really gets down to the things that we're deciding about, the, the, the cuts may be closer to five to 10%. And that's what they are. We don't get to, we have reserve funds. We have healthy reserve funds. Yes. We may draw those down, but we don't want to draw them down completely. That's not yeah. fair to folks who are going to be handling whatever the next crisis Thanks to Governor is. Scott and Governor DeSantis, right? Because we yeah. acted like fiscal conservatives yeah. and our yeah. bond rating was very high and I anticipated it'll yeah. remain that way. Um, obviously, the one thing that, that we probably will do that we got quite a bit of traction last session and this session is even more timely is that we're not taxing, uh, we're not ta taxing sales on Amazon, right? Everyone's got to pay the sales tax. When yeah. you click on Amazon, they don't charge you the tax and technically yeah. you're supposed to pay it. Um, so it's not a tax increase, but they're not taxing the sales on Amazon. So it puts the mom and pops at a disadvantage vis-a-vis -vis the, um, the out-of-state um, online retailers. Uh, so that's an issue that the legislature may move on. I don't, that's not gonna close the gap in and of itself. Um, obviously we're gonna have more, um, more real estate, more property taxes, and we're gonna have to make some cuts. And well, it's, what yeah. do you see getting And what's cut, funny right? about the sales tax, the online sales taxes is that, you know, when I first got involved in politics in 2007, um, there was a state representative back then, like also like already trying to like mm -hmm. figure out how they were going to do it and this and that, you know, and mm -hmm. on, on the Republican side for that reason, you know, that again, it, it kind of, you know, he saw where all this was going, that it was going to put, you know, your mom and pops and your small businesses at a disadvantage over these big mm -hmm. corporate conglomerates. And they're already at a disadvantage well, right? because, because they're not collecting taxes. Because the mom and pops get, get closed and the Walmart's open and I don't have anything against Walmart, but why can't you... The state the mom and pop open. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but the state's just not not being efficient and consistent at at collecting those uh, those state taxes well, from online retailers. Well, I know the, the 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 brick and mortar argument is well, we're having to pay taxes and the online retailers aren't. That's not fair. And I just I look at I look at a Target and say, okay, but all of your product comes in on you know freight. It comes in in bulk shipments and your customers come in and pick up that thing and leave with it. Whereas your your small online retailer can't buy in the same bulk. They have to package everything themselves. And oh, by the way, they have to ship it to you. Yeah, but they don't I mean, have the expense. It's not but, the same. But they don't have the They're expenses the of same. a brick and mortar at this end of the day. There are okay. pros and cons for being online and for having a brick and mortar. But what keeps it level in regards to your paying, I, I hate using this term, your fair share is that if you're selling a product, you should be, the customer should be paying taxes on that product when it's purchased, even if it is online or if it's in well, a brick and mortar. Most states, over 40 states in the union have a provision where, and it's, you just have to change a line of code in the yeah. computer program. This is not, I'm not asking to someone to do some unadministrable or burdensome thing that's going to slow down their business. All I'm saying, you put, okay, the the you're you're ordering to Hillsborough. It's eight and a half percent. It shouldn't be eight and a half percent, but it is another conversation. So, yeah, another <laughs> for conversation another for another day. Uh, Florida Supreme Court need an assist there, but yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, they'll probably just put it back in again, I guess. But we'll see what happens. We're already hearing about some infrastructure projects being postponed, delayed, you know, because of the budget shortfall. Oh, I, mean, I don't think that'll. Uh, let me just jump in there if yeah. you don't mind. Yeah, so we actually saw, at, at least in the spring and summertime, we were actually able to accelerate the projects, and we did that. In Which Big I thought Bend. was brilliant. You, yeah. you're, you're down in of Big the Bend, governor. right? Oh, yeah. yeah I Bend. remember DeSantis talking about that. Yeah, we got yeah. we got $50 million for Big Bend from the feds, and I'd been trying to move that for a while. 
we're uh, Bell Shoals is moving moving along. Uh, we have when a lot I of first moved here in 2006, you know, and that area was still very rural, and it was and it was right before the the housing crash. Um, you know, it it you know going to now this weekend where my sister moved into that area, it is unbelievable the growth that has happened down oh, there. That's crazy. Um, and and truly how far behind we are as a county uh, in the necessary infrastructure in that area. Um, but I, I guess the, the the report I saw was that. Uh, not so much from the federal funds, right? Now, we got federal funds committed, but that the county itself, yeah. you know, I think was was not going to be able to uh, fulfill some of its projects, or it was going to put the delays. Wasn't there something two seventy five? I think the the, the project uh, the the two seventy five project was also going to be you're, affected. You're referring to the interchange over here on, on West Shore. That yeah. one did hit hit some snags. Uh, so right. we're gonna obviously. I, I think that's important. I don't but drive isn't it all day, isn't all of that already appropriated long time ago? Well, here's 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 what happens in tallahassee the f dot gets a certain i'm just gonna tell you a little inside baseball because you asked f dot gets a certain appropriation yes okay and then what we do up there is we go to try to grandstand for our constituents not yeah. me but other sure. people do and yeah. and basically we're fighting over that pie and and right. so what happens is and this is an important project over here in west shore the big bend's important uh they're they're they're, oh, they're yeah. both part of my community so it's not by way of criticism criticism of those projects but for instance when you build these these uh roads through the heartland and obviously we we authorize them to look at it and then we're going to look back at that as on balance do we need that versus do we need riverview and west shore where we know hundreds of thousands of people pass every day yeah, yeah. but what i'm saying is the the infrastructure needs to be about how can we do this efficiently how can we minimize construction disruptions what communities are growing the fastest and less less about me and 119 other reps and 40 senators jockeying for position vis-a-vis -vis each other and consuming those legislative resources we could yeah. be spending time on something else so the, the the short answer to your to your your question is is a lot of the the sizzle that you see on social media or that you see from not me but people like me is is that <laughs> man people so are any, upset down there in riverview man they are just i've been trying pissed. to fix it because i know they're, they're upset pissed. and it's i've been down there at rush hour visiting a client or uh, going out to eat or 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 just trying to get home from court or whatever it is and it's it's bad in in in, in northern northern area of my district it's even worse in Riverview, in fact, that's yeah. the pressure point right there in Riverview. Yes. So that's the one, and that it is getting fixed. Uh, Johnny, you can testify. Yeah, that no, that big fixed, bend, so. right, and that big bend exit honestly is worse than the Gibsonton exit, and it's it one is. of these things yeah. where, yeah. you know, Gibsonton's even though Gibsonton's yeah. bad, that's worse. It's well, worse and even though it. they're not landlocked, I mean, it's almost turning into like Pinellas County, where it's like you're almost, I think, almost to the point of no return. Where you know, can those problems really be fixed when you're talking I, about I still think Lithia Pinecrest and sixty, and you uh, know, well, and, I mean. There's only so much you can widen a road. I mean, you, right. somebody, somebody's, you know, they're going to have to buy people's houses at some point in time. Now, if you guys but, would all just live in a civilized area like the city of Tampa and not oh, into yeah. the outskirts. Oh, okay. You want to oh, no, 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 absolutely horrible having to <laughs> drive you have a sidewalk out to there paint or and not being able to find those locations. It's like the Wild West out there. Don't you have a crosswalk to like block or protest to go to? It's horrible. 
words, I, man. I have to clutch my pearls every time I try to figure out man, which I see you in my district where you weren't wearing no pearls. View. Come on, it's man. It's absolutely <laughs> horrid. And then having to go to the great north? Oh, oy vey. No, well, and as facetious <laughs> as, as the Nebels being, what, what amuses me is, is that liberals will criticize the people and the builders and, and all the sprawl happening in that part of the county. But then they also want to come back and complain about why it's unaffordable to live within the city limits. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if you want to force everybody to live in the city limits, then prices are the home prices. They are want they want no they it's, want no new construction sure. in, in Southeast Hillsboro County. And they want to worry about the same lack time, of affordable housing. And at the same time crazy. want somehow for the prices to magically be reduced i am waiting i'm waiting for the trolley to build a stop in front of my house so that i'm able to get (laughs) to my sushi restaurant which is also i asked i asked about this years ago and it and i was flat out told no but i don't understand why we don't have a car uh ferrying uh or a car holding whatever a real pa- ferry. ferry yeah a real ferry that holds cars yeah not that, that tourism attraction exactly oh, no gosh. not that not that not that scam no you're gonna you're gonna uh, bankroll no. that job. well hold on it's the cheapest <laughs> no 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 it's the cheapest it was when when the county was doing all this transportation analysis, analysis yeah. a ferry from apollo beach to south tampa to downtown Saint, to Saint then Peter. and then go over to like saint pete was is cheaper than all these other projects, but yet it got no love. Nobody was interested in it. And and I actually didn't even think about it. this was when I was on the Citizens Advisory Committee. It was like it was like seventy million to like make it happen. Everything else is like, you know, five billion dollars. Right. And I'm like, well, why don't we try a ferry? And I'm like, oh no, no, no. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now. You've got all these people that are in the military that are leaving their homes at 4.30 in the morning right. at 5 a.m. Yeah. If all they have to do is go to a terminal at, at, at Apollo Beach and just, boom, drive your car right on, and that thing leaves at 5 o'clock, everybody's at work. Everybody's yep. at McDill for PT right. at 6. Like, no problem. And if that thing's running, like, every 30 minutes, I, I'm just thinking that's huge. Yeah. And and the, only, the thing that got me thinking about it was I visited the Pacific Northwest, which I normally wouldn't go out there. But I, <laughs> we had, there was a wedding to go to. My sister-in-law got married out there. And my wife was like, yeah, she had spent some time out there. So she showed me. We went on a ferry in Seattle. And it was awesome. We drove on. This thing right. is huge. Right. And we had a lot farther to go. But it was easy. You drove on and you could either stay in your car or get out or whatever. And you get out and you go and you have a cup of coffee or whatever. Maybe you go outside and watch the ride. But next thing you know, you're there and everybody drives off. And I, I was like, this is this it's is the too, way. That, it's too logical. It this is, is too, the way to go. It's too logical. And you're not doing what they want you to do is to get rid of the car. They want it. They, that's right. The issue with the ferry is that they don't like it because it doesn't include some fashion of eliminating an automobile Fashion. and i'm like and, and i'm but like you're okay eliminating the mileage right you no, put the car they don't the but, but they're anti-car they but they're anti-car they're definitely it's, anti-car. that's their ideology so go to the army base to the air force base that's their ideology it's not no, like there's a lack of parking i know at the air but force i know base. that's <laughs> but but this this whole getting maybe there is i don't know this but they getting people runway, getting so. people out of your car and making you walk or take a train is like a religion for the far left and so that is actually exactly what was talked about was well that doesn't eliminate cars on the road i'm like yes it does because the car's going across water and no one else there's right. no traffic jam on the water yeah because right now and everyone's you only going to up get to that extra you know extra few yeah. miles or and think about it right now it actually does take cars off the road because what happens today everybody goes 41 or 75 north for right. like 30 minutes and then they turn west and they have to go over 
Yeah. And then come back down. Like, it's just. Or you're going down south and around. Again, oh, yeah. like yeah. many people at my age and that live in the city of Tampa, we have no idea what you're talking about outside of south of 275. You own a gas guzzler. Exactly. I cannot wait for the trolley and all this other shenanigan projects to occur. So then these people are off the roads. So then it takes me five minutes to get to South Tampa. Well, That's and, what and I want again, the problem, as you said earlier, Nebel, is logic. And, and as I've always said, if you want to sell South County, East County on a mass transit project, then it has to start in South in East County. You can't say that, hey, we're going to start in the city and we're going to start at the airport Correct. and that man, maybe in 30 years we'll get out to Plant City. Well, but you uh, need to have a comprehensive transportation plan. If you want to have mass transit in the urban core, that's fine. I'm not going to begrudge you that. Right. Especially if you pay for it yourself out exactly. of your municipal revenues. That's exactly. fine. It won't, but though. you got to give us some Never. roads. And I'm not talking about gas guzzlers. If you want to look at electrical cars or or HOV lanes, which which we, we have uh, some of that, or you want to look at um, you know the, the smart cars and so forth, which would probably be more efficient. They wouldn't be stopping and starting in traffic but as much. Just as environmental environmentally damaging than other vehicles. Well, no, if you have a bunch of Priuses and you, you convoy them along, then the, the making, you could do well, that. That's, that's the years. argument for the, the automated yeah. vehicles. The making, the automated that's vehicles fine. The making yeah. of the Prius itself is very environmentally not friendly. Okay, yeah, so I they got to make the, a better but, battery. Yeah, the but. argument can be made for that. But I will say this. I think you're completely right. If the city wants their choo-choo train, then you should be able to give funds to the county. But, to be able but to remember, the, the way they got that tax passed Oh, was on oh, oh. on the ballot they used uh they said riverview yeah. or was it brandon and then they said sun city center yeah. and so they put those towns in there but there's nothing there for us there's no right and, and but making it so that those constituencies were like oh okay cool you know it's going to help us and and i actually asked somebody um who is a conservative republican i was and they said they voted for that transportation they do. Tax. some of them do yeah, yeah and i asked i said why did you vote for it and 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 she was like, well, because you know, make a commute easier. And I said, so are you going to get out of your car? Oh well, no. And I'm like, aha. So what they believe, everybody. So you got all these people voting for it, thinking that someone else is going to take a bus, right? And they're going to get off the road, else is, get out and of that they're going to get out of my way. You know, yeah. and it's like, no, that's not happening. And that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's thinking yeah. that oh, someone else will take the bus, like the bike someone lanes. else will take the train. Right. What's a bus? Like the bike lanes, exactly. Well, look, you have these it, bike lanes everywhere that, now right, that, that nobody's empty. using. Yeah, empty. Yeah, if you, I can't want stand to, it. if you want to do this mass transit thing, and that's fine. I, I mean, I lived in New York City for a long time before I moved here. They have the population density. Frankly, they have the infrastructure yes. and the budget. Oh, yeah. Frankly, oh, yeah. it's not working so good now because the Bill de Blasio's run the city, including the MTA, into the ground. Oh, they're about to um, file for bankruptcy. Oh, they will. They, they, it's, it's very the sad MTA? to see what they've yeah. done. But my point is, if well, you want to do time. that, then, exactly. then do it in a place where it's appropriate. If you want to have transit solutions in Tampa, again, there's probably some urban core. You do have buses. My constituents have a bus, by the way, that mm -hmm. goes to the base, and it's very yeah. satisfactory as far I've never heard. I've heard complaints about everything under the sun. I've never heard a complaint about the bus, and we've done things on the bus. To yeah, the one that parks better. over at the uh, the sports park. Exactly, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. And it goes, it's express bus, and it's everyone I know who, who says they take it say it's a positive experience. Okay, so you can do things like that, and it mitigates the traffic and the emissions and whatever else, you, whatever else we're trying to mitigate there. But... Fact is, is that if you if you're going to build houses in suburban and rural Southeast Hillsborough County, then people need roads, and that's what we're paying for. And this isn't so we're not asking for something 
that we want other areas of the county to subsidize us. In fact, it's the opposite with especially and including with these, uh, these sales taxes. The reason that we don't have the right roads uh, is because the, uh, the impact fees were not properly administered. It's not necessarily the developer's fault. It's certainly not the resident's fault. It was because the impact fees were not used for what the impact fees were supposed to be used for. You charge an impact fee in Riverview, you should be building roads and schools in Riverview. You charge mm -hmm. it in Fishhawk, you should be charged. You should be right. doing it in Fishhawk. You yeah. do it in Valrico, you build it in Valrico. You don't charge it in Fishhawk, for example, and then spend it up in New Tampa. Exactly. You think Sandy Merman got uh, beat for that reason? You think? Ooh. Do you think that was part of it? I don't know why Sandy Merman got beat. I was very disappointed in a lot of the local races. Um, obviously, um, you know, no one's really given me a satisfactory answer to why my constituents don't have the right roads and all the state roads. I've, I've appropriated money for all the state roads, as far as I'm concerned. It's the county roads, and every well, time the county calls and they want me to do something or say something or even show up someplace, the conversation's always about the roads because that's what my constituents need from the county. Yeah. We need roads. Well, when yep. that, I don't know how many times that, can I say that? Roads, but the roads, tax, roads, roads, roads. We need roads. But the transportation tax specifically did not allow for the building of new roads. That's correct. That's why every yeah. time they come in and they so try they, to convince me that this transportation tax is so good, I said, great, you're going to do a tax. I don't believe in tax, but the people voted for the tax, so I'm not going to argue with the people. But the people voted voted for the tax thinking it would improve their quality they of life. Thought they, they thought they were getting including and especially roads. in the they enumerated jurisdictions in the enum they enumerated, yes, they enumerated portions of that my you, district. That's right. Yes. That's right. And my constituents that's thought right. that they were going to get something for their dollars. Mm. And that's they're right. Not. And I, people come in. There's there's one commissioner, one Democratic commissioner who comes to my office. The rest won't talk to me. I don't know why. They could come <laughs> to. You know who you are. But, but mm. look, <laughs> the, the one that comes to my office, we talk. And I say, well, okay, they, they want to improve the housing and they want to improve the, the transportation. I said, I want to improve the housing and the transportation. What are you going to do for my constituents? How is this going to benefit my people? They never have an answer for me. I said, well, thank you for coming in. It's always a pleasure to see you. Yeah. But yeah. we never we have the same conversation every time we see each other. Right. Because the truth is it doesn't benefit my constituents. We're just paying back to the urban core. And well, and they're fine. more concerned I mean, also about making sure that they have a park core. that they can name after their best friends and, oh, you gosh, know, and, yeah. and, and doing their little pet projects. Yeah. And look, that goes for people on both sides of the aisle because I know plenty of Republican county commissioners who, uh, again, sat there and they appropriated money, you know, for their little pet yeah. projects. And meanwhile, yeah. want to cry poverty for the stuff that we actually need. All right, guys, we are uh, well over time uh, here. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start bringing this in for a close. Again, thank you so much to Michael Beltran, Joe Wicker, and Ebel Cabrera for joining me on uh, tonight's show. It's been The Yard Sign. Don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Audible, and Amazon platforms. Um, you can also subscribe to all of our social media platforms. Uh, so YouTube, Instagram, or even on Parlor, and of course, Facebook. Uh, thank you so much for watching make sure you like share comment and uh, follow us and uh, leave us a review if you're listening to the audio version of our podcast we'll uh, run down the list here we'll start from right to left uh what other stories are you watching that uh, we did not get to today enable uh the stories that i'm looking at is the complete um devaluation of the argentinian peso awesome i'm loving what's Ooh, happening pesos. i know i'm loving what's happening in china right pesos. now with their debt bubble about to burst i would love to see that i still predict that china will not look the same in 10 years before 2030 we will have a completely different china and then seeing what happens when like the world weaker you mean 
You think China is going to be weaker? I think I think there will not be a China that we see today. China will not look the same. It what does be, that mean? Um, is, yeah. Some provinces will probably break off. They will not be able to hold themselves together, and it will not be communist. What? That's bold. I hope wow. you're right. Before that's bold. Yeah, that's Before great. Now they're, now they're going to tap my phone because I said that. But that's wait great. For my oh, tell you Our phones have been tapped this whole time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mine's. I think mine's tapped by the, the North Koreans. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. And then depending on if the world ends or not, on the, the 6th, I would like to see. I think the world will be fine, but let's see. They don't happens. have the votes. They don't got the votes. They don't got the votes. Sorry, Joe Wicker. I mean, I I guess I'm keeping it simple. Um, I'm, I'm, my topic's going to be the the vaccine rollout. Um, mm-hmm. it's going pretty good in Florida. I think Governor DeSantis is actually using science. Mm-hmm. And I actually appreciate like the fact that he's an intellectual. A lot of people don't realize that about him. They just view him as a politician. But he's actually really mm-hmm. smart, and he's following the science, and he's doing it in descending order by age. Primarily. Well, and then how and do you not look at California and realize that, okay, yeah. we're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. exactly. He's, he's focusing on the prevention of death, mm-hmm. not the prevention of infection. And, and just to throw this out there for anybody that's watching, okay, the purpose of the vaccine isn't to necessarily stop you from getting COVID. Correct. You may still get COVID and you may still get sick, but you most likely will not die. Yeah. So it's about preventing deaths. And so Governor DeSantis is focusing on seniors, which is the right thing to do. Um, but uh, I called the Department of Health today, and I couldn't get through. The line completely oh, cut. Websites the, all the, crashed. The, the websites <laughs> crashed. Because you know, I'm trying to get my clients, uh, I'm trying to get information to them, right? I mean, a lot of my clients, they're not on the they internet or it. whatever. They need, they need it, and yeah. they're not on the internet. And there's a phone number, and, you, and I called the number, and it crashed. And, and I actually had a, a COVID issue with a potential covid positive case so i i turned around and i called the cdc and oh. and 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 i and i i you know went through the prompts and said i'm a healthcare provider right so that i could kind of get through the wait time was an hour it said 60 minutes you know would you like a call back i'm like all right cool put in my number they say they're going to call me back so they called me back in an hour and i waited on hold for another like 20 minutes until i finally hung up so an hour and 20 minutes and i still didn't get through to the cdc wow that's pretty bad as a healthcare provider yeah Yeah. so uh quick shout out uh also uh happy birthday to peter shorsch of floridapolitics.com hey. uh fellow capricorn and uh, of course uh, uh i think he uh certainly makes uh, florida politics uh just a little more interesting um and uh and he little. put a new issue of influence out today so congratulations to all of our friends who were named in the 30 under 30 yep. uh, a lot of great names in there uh and so congratulations to all you guys and uh, and of course speaking of the legislative session thank you so much to michael beltran for joining us what uh story are you watching closely uh and then also kind of add in there you know what are you looking forward to in uh, this legislative session well i want to talk about a bill that that we're we're working on or at least we're investigating the issue which is um you know which is china and uh you know obviously at at best they were negligent mm-hmm. i think they were reckless whether they were malicious oh uh, yeah yeah really whether they in it in terms of you know where the virus really came from well, and they had a hell of a new year's party yeah well look the, so the, the the point is is that we're in the state government where i'm not in the federal government 
and federal government uh, runs foreign affairs, but uh, I still want to do something to move the needle in the state government. And so I was looking at legislation and precedent from years past. And what we can do at the state level is we can't put an embargo on China or any other country. We can't restrict international or interstate commerce. What we can do is look at our own procurement. And like we talked about that $90 billion budget, And obviously we buy a lot of products and services and some of those are software or computer hardware or things of that nature, Mm -hmm. medical equipment, things, things like that. And some of that comes from China Uh, and some of that maybe, you know, we need it in a quantity or of a quality or of a type that we need to continue to get it from China until we can improve our domestic manufacturing. Especially right now with all these cleaning products and masks and all other things we can, the cleaning, like, like Clorox, that's an American company. We can make that right here in the United States. Right. And so there are things and to the maximum extent possible, we should be substituting away from Chinese goods and toward domestic goods for the very reasons that we've seen. And also uh, because they caused us trillions of dollars of damages, economic, Uh, human, uh, and so forth. And frankly, we've been distracted and they've continued to manipulate currency and work on missiles and destabilize uh, different governments. And while we've been preoccupied with the coronavirus, and so China needs to be punished. And before the coronavirus, by the way, they were spying on our research scientists. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Stealing our IP. Well, then, and you know, and and personally, your alma mater. Well, when I was in Senator Rubio's (laughs) office, he was kind of leading the way on bringing that attention, you know, even to the fact to, you know, while I was in his office, you know, we got USF among other universities throughout the state to stop working with the Chinese government um, in this, I don't know, exchange program or some program that they had um, that I forget the name of right now. But again, these were ways that they were also um, infiltrating our educational systems and our intellectual property. I mean, USF, for instance, runs, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of patents every year. Uh, And that was one of the ways that they were, you know, again, gathering intelligence and information and intellectual property and taking it back to the homeland. They will not look the same in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have a congressman that's, you know, got a Chinese spy for a girlfriend. On the intelligence intelligence committee. Hey, (laughs) <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, boss, I'm just going to stay a little late today. I'm you know, doing some work, you know, got these thumb drives. Hey, honey, can I borrow your computer for, yeah. for an hour? Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign. <laughs> we'll be back here next Monday, 7 o'clock. Thank you again, Michael Beltran, and hope to have you back me. soon. Thank you, sir, and uh, have a great legislative <laughs> session. <laughs> All right. So uh, on behalf of uh, the other guys, we appreciate you so much for watching. Uh, Till next time, uh, we hope you have a great night. Happy New Year. And, uh, again, happy birthday to all the fellow Capricorns out there. Good night, everybody.